0: to hear an anointed, powerful word that will change your life from Treasure Coast Victory Center. Be blessed as your faith goes from one level of glory to another level of glory. All right, ready for a little word this morning? Yeah. All right, take your Bibles this morning go to Genesis chapter... 1 should be not right near the front of your bible. If you have if you have a real bible. If you don't, I don't know what's near the front of yours. All right, Genesis chapter 1, did you find it? Look at verse 26. It says, And God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness, and let him have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. And God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful, and multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that liveth upon the earth. Now, we all know that this is the creation of man, when God created man, but notice, I want you to see the first thing He ever gave to mankind, which was His will, and that was something called dominion. Say dominion. Dominion. The word dominion means actually authority, it means to reign, it actually means a kingdom. So when God created mankind, he gave him authority, he gave him the ability to reign, and he actually gave him a kingdom. Now notice, what did he have dominion over? He had dominion over what? The earth. Say the earth. earth. So man was designed to have authority and dominion in the earth realm. He was never expected to go up to heaven to rule and reign. And notice he was over the fish of the sea, over the fowls of the air, and over every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. Now, we're not supposed to have and use our authority which was given to us over other people. I guess unless they're creepy things. But we cannot do that even if we think they are. And when you think about it, this statement right here of God giving mankind dominion and authority in his own life over earth causes a lot of the things going on in the world now that are really messed up and even messed up in our lives because we always want to have authority over everything and dominion over everything that's why some marriages the man rules over the wife or the wife tries to rule over the man when the kids get a little older how many know their authority kicks in and all at once at the age of 12 they know more than you do But notice that was given them, that was born in them, that that right to rule in circumstances and situations, that right to be in control of things by the God-given authority that you were given in your life was something that God gave each and every one of us. Now in the kingdom, the kingdom of God is a kingdom of rulership, but not necessarily God-ruling, but you ruling. Say that again. Not God-ruling, but you ruling. God wants to rule the earth through you. He never wanted to come to earth and do this. He expected his children to run the business down here, God and sons, and take care of everything that needed done down here. He never wanted to come to the earth realm, but the church has brought him not only into the earth realm, but given him control over everything. And how many you know we can know we can't mess up God's original plan? He's not going to change it just because he says, all right, the church is stupid, so we're going to line up with what they think, and we're going to go ahead and agree with them. It's not going to work that way. So you have authority in your life. You have dominion in your life. God is not in control of everything in your life. He's not in control whether you read your word. He's not in control whether you pray in tongues. He's not in control of any of that stuff. And the church has made God in control of everything, so God gets the blame for everything going wrong in the earth. Well, I just don't believe God would do that. You're right. He wouldn't. Well, he just didn't do that. Yeah, you were supposed to. So I found out as I got born again and was in the God-control-you church (laughs) that basically while I was there, all these things were going wrong in my life, and I became almost a victim mentality to where God doesn't love me or else he'd have did that. That wouldn't have happened in my life if he really cared for me, if he really thought a lot about me. He wouldn't let that happen. Why are you letting this happen? Why are you letting that happen? I never knew that he said, whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth is. See, I never understood that thing. So I started reading the Bible and started finding out there's a kingdom citizen. Say a kingdom citizen. How many of you are a kingdom citizen? Praise God, good, half of you. That's good, we're getting better. We were at 40% a couple weeks ago. Yeah, you have authority in your life, and you have authority over situations and circumstances that right now are messing up your life because you're not taking authority in those situations and circumstances. In other words, you're, you're, you're becoming a victim underneath them because you don't think you have the right to rule in those situations and in those circumstances. But it's true. He has given you basically authority. What do I want to use my authority for? In my own life, I'm going to be stable. When situations come, I'm going to use my authority. When, when circumstances come, I'm going to use my authority. But notice, if you don't know the word, you will not be able to properly use your authority. Right. And the problem is when you use your authority, then basically faith and authority are closely tied together. How many of you know that? Yes. If you've got authority, you'll have faith. If you've got faith, you'll have authority. And the thing that we don't understand is the natural economy here on the earth, in that economy, money rules. In the kingdom economy, faith rules. In other words, everything you'll ever need is already yours. It's already for you it's here so all i need to do is access what belongs to me in a situation and it will take care of my situation so in the earth realm you got people who don't know god who are working 14 jobs just to get ahead in the economy because they need money well if the church gets ahead in the kingdom by having faith then we should be reading twice a day in the word because faith comes by and hearing the so if that's, my, if that's my economy, if that, that's my way of economy and faith is my way of economy for receiving things from the kingdom of God, then I need faith and I get faith from the word. So instead of working two jobs here, I need to read the word more so I can access things that come to me. Are you following me? Yes. So you can have a trillion dollars in the bank if you want to and go up to the ATM, but if you ain't got a card, you can yell at it. In the name of Jesus, spit out some hundreds, <laughs> spit out some fifties, And how many know they'll just look at you and laugh? No, it takes an ATM card. Well, in the kingdom of God, God has already supplied for you everything that you will ever need, but the ATM card you have is faith and authority, knowing what your rights are and accessing those rights that belong to you. So when you do that, everything that you ever need, it's not praying for things you need, it's basically receiving in the things that you need because he's already supplied them for you. Are you following me? So what do we want to do? We want to learn to use our authority in my life, in my family's life, in the church's life, in my neighbor's life. I've got authority in all those areas that I can use based on the Word of God. Say, based on the Word of God. And here's the bad thing. Is, since we were born again and created to rule and reign, when you get in bondage, it's terrible feeling. When I wasn't born again, it wasn't that bad a feeling because I just figured I was supposed to be in bondage, and everybody's in bondage. But when you get born again, that authority on the inside of you starts to rise up. The Bible says the righteous are bold as lions. Yes. See, so we got to know something about righteousness too, don't we? So when I know I'm righteous with him and I know that I have the authority on the inside of me, then I can rise up against situations and circumstances. And whenever you get in bondage, you feel really bad because deep inside, you know you should not be in bondage when you have God's given authority already on the inside of you. So you, you don't want to be in, I'm in bondage, I feel terrible. You should feel terrible because you're not supposed to be in bondage. You're supposed to be healed. You're supposed to be happy. You're supposed to be wealthy. You're supposed to be all these things, but I'm going to access these things through believing God's word and staying on God's word. I know it's easy to believe when things are going good. Oh, we got a bunch of money. Praise God. Everything's good and everything collapses and all at once you go ballistic. Praise God. Why? Because you've been pulled off the word of God. You've been pulled the authority out from under. You've been pulled out of your righteousness, and you're in place now where you're living right back in the world where you, thank God, were delivered from a long time ago. He's rescued you out of this present world darkness and translated you into his kingdom. But we want to operate in his kingdom. So in order to do that, we've got to find out our authority and our power as kingdom citizens, and we want to operate in them. Go to Romans chapter 5. All right, Romans chapter 5. It's usually good when they're laughing in the counting office back there. (laughs) All right, look at verse 17. For if by one man's offense, talking about Adam, death reigned by one, much more they which receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness shall do what? Reign in life. Say, reign in life. life. Now, there's a transformation that's been made here. So, we were born in the image and likeness of basically Adam when he sinned. And at that time, we were under sin, under condemnation. We had no authority at that time. But once you got born again, here it says, much more if you receive. Say, receive. Receive. Now, notice, you don't earn righteousness. You don't qualify for righteousness. You don't do your best to become righteous. You were instantly made righteous the day you got born again because of the blood of Jesus Christ. So I've been made righteous now. So basically much more, I have now the gift of righteousness. Will I now reign in life? Say in life. life. I hear all the time, well, we'll reign when we go to heaven. What are you going to reign over when you're in heaven? There's nothing up there to reign over. Our reign is down here and it's right now. So I'm born again. I'm in right standing with God. I'm bold as a lion and I now have authority, praise God, to rule over things that are in my life right now. And notice you are righteous. Look at verse 19. For as by one man's disobedience many were made sinners... So by the obedience of one, Jesus Christ, many shall be made what? Righteous. righteous. So you were made righteous, say I was made. I was made. Righteous. 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 So the day that you got born again, you were made righteous and right standing with God, now your job is to live in that righteousness. And stay connected to God in agreement with God and then reign on this earth in authority. You have authority over sickness. You have authority over feelings. You have authority over emotions. You have authority over situations. The problem is sometimes we get in a pattern after a long time, 30, 40 years, you know. When you hear bad news, you're supposed to go crazy. Oh And you've been doing that for 35 years. And it's not worked one time for you. So you'd think after 35 years, you just hear the bad news. Just take a breath, process it, allow the Holy Ghost to bring the Word up that shoots down that bad news, and counter it with the Word of God, and move on. People say, you're so stable, and you're so patient, and you're so, no, I'm just on the Word. I'm just not getting moved off the Word of God. You get off the Word of God, you're not stable anymore, and let me tell you, you're not patient, and your feelings and emotions will take over, and pretty soon you'll have all kind of problems before it's over with. Your feelings and emotions are good, but they are subservient to the Word of God. They're not supposed to rule and reign you in every situation and every circumstance. So, you know, when I was growing up, if somebody got mad who was a parent, they got angry and they screamed at their kids. what they did. Everybody did. Grandpa did that. Dad did that. Everybody did that. So when I became a dad, it was natural for me to think, what do I do when my kid messes up? I scream at him and think, gosh, I didn't like that when I was a kid. And I'm doing the same thing to my kid. So maybe I ought to change that. So I read the Bible and then the dang scripture came up from the Holy Ghost said, a soft answer turns away wrath. I thought that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. (laughs) Hasn't he been in my family the last couple years? We all yell and scream. Married couples got to get mad, got to shout, got to raise their voice. You don't have to raise your voice. They can still hear you. See, but it's things we get in a pattern of doing, don't we? but we have authority over that stuff. We don't have to do that stuff anymore. We don't have to lose our peace and joy, and we don't have to throw it down anymore because you've been given authority, but your authority is based on the word of God. Say the word of God. God. All right, go to John chapter 1. All right, John chapter 1, look at verse 1. This is one of the most important portions of Scripture you got. In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was? And the same was in the beginning with God, and all things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. Look at verse 1 again. In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word what? Was God. God. So God and the Word are basically one. Is that what it's saying here? So God and His Word are one. So to me, when I take time to visit in the Word, I'm visiting with God. When I say I love God, do you ever read the word? No, I'm a liar. i got to love the word in order to love God because God and his word are one. They're one. Are you hungry for the Lord? Yes. Have you read your Bible? Well, three weeks ago on a Tuesday night, I had 15 minutes to notice. It's not true, is it? If I'm hungry for the word, then I'm hungry for are you seeing how important the Word is here right away? We, we separate God and His Word, and then and we think we hear from God. And you haven't been in the Word or ever been in the Word, and you're hearing things from you that you're saying is from God, and you're messing your life up, and then you want to blame God for it. Right. If you don't know the Word, you can't even say God says. Don't give me a God says if you don't even know what God said. Right. You know I hear the Lord telling me. Yeah. And we make God a hypocrite, don't we? Right. God told me to do this, and two weeks later, well, God decided not to do that. He decided to do something else. Well, it wasn't God to begin with. So if you're going to say God says, you better be sure. Come on, I'm warning you right now. Don't speak for God unless you know it's him. See? Not everything's God said, God said, God said. Sometimes I just say it because I I feel impressed by it, and it turns out right, then I know it was God for sure. If it messes up, I'm not going to blame God, you see? So you've got to know the Word of God. If you're going to base what you say and what God says, it's got to be based on the Word of God. Well, I'm taking a month off from church because God just wants me to relax and kick back and watch a couple pastors and, yeah, yeah, you're hearing from somebody. See? But it's not God. It's a demon, praise God, telling you to stay away from the body, stay out from the teaching. Well, i just listen to worship song. Well, that's fine, but it's the Word of God that sets you free, not worship songs. And now they're coming out with more worship songs with the Word in it. Oh. Revelation from heaven. Why not in worship songs put God's word in His own? My gosh, He, did, he didn't copyright them. We can do that. Yeah, the word of God builds it into you when the word of God's being sung. It gets on the inside of you. It's At one time, that's all they had was word of God songs. And man, they'd be bold, be strong, because the Lord your God is with you. Oh, be bold, be strong. Now we say, Oh, I want to touch you and feel you, God. And, dee, 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 and and I'm not knocking those things. I'm saying, if you like those things, that's fine, but they're not going to help you when the storm comes. Because if you don't feel him in the storm, then you're going to think he's not there, and if you don't think he's not there, then you're going to want him to be there, and you're going to pray to be there, and he's never going to show up because he's already there. <laughs> so you're wasting your time. Oh God, be with me, be with me, be with me, I am, I am, I am. Be with me, be with me. I'll never leave you, nor forsake me. Be with me, be with me. But yet I don't feel you, God. God says, "I never said I, you feel me. I said, I'd never leave you, nor forsake you. So I'm going to base it on the Word of God, ain't I? I'm just going to believe the Word of God. Where's God today? He's right here with me. Praise God. You may not be able to see him, but he's right here. Where's the Holy Ghost? Right in here. You probably can't see him, but praise God, I know he's in there because he said he'd never leave me for or forsake me. Praise God. And he's on the inside of me. Glory. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead is on the inside of me. He's not with an old white beard and he lost all his power over the last two thousand years and he's walking with a cane. No, he's the same Holy Ghost that raised Jesus Christ from the dead. Praise God. So why can't I walk in authority? Why can't I walk in boldness? Because I got somebody backing me up, praise God. And it's the word of God also in my life. So God and his word are one. Say God, God. and his word r1 now notice this transfers your kingdom bible preaching it'll help transform you because wherever you see the lord you can put the word yep. and it makes it more personal to you the scripture says trust in the lord with all your heart and lean on your own understanding well i trust the word yes. i trust the lord i trust the lord well what did the lord say i don't know but i trust the lord see you can't do that so you got to change it i trust the word with all of my heart. And if I do that, I won't have to lean on my own understanding. Now, why does he separate the word from your understanding? Come on, because your understanding's screwed up, ain't it? Because it's messed up. So I want to trust the word instead. The Bible says, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of my faith. What are you doing? I'm looking unto Jesus. I know he's out there someplace and I'm looking under. No, looking under the word, the author and the finisher. Of my faith, the Bible says He will keep them in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on Him. Well, why I, let's see. I see Jesus in sandals and a white stew. No, you keep your mind on the Word, and it'll keep you in perfect peace. That means every time I lose my peace, apparently my mind is no longer stayed on the Word; it's stayed on the circumstance or the. Now that makes it pretty simple, don't it? So whenever I start worrying about something else, I better bring my mind back over to what the Word says about that situation. And I want to go with that instead of the other. And what happens? My feelings and emotions are going to have to line up. And the more you practice that, they will automatically line up, and you won't have to fight them anymore. So just I know what's going to happen here. He's going to believe the word. I might as well just feel like the word then. See, because your feelings and emotions get down. So God and His Word are one. Say, God and His Word, God and his word. they are one. They are one. we're going to walk in the kingdom and kingdom authority and with kingdom, we've got to be in agreement with God's word. But in order to God's word, you have to know God's word. That's why listening to God's word and listening to the Bible, I do it quite a bit. But I'll tell you what, teaching tapes saved my life. And I just was blessed with a job. You know, I was a mailman and I could listen to teaching tapes all day long while working another job. I could put my earplugs in first thing in the morning. I'm casing mail for three hours, and I went through three teaching tapes. I got in the vehicle. I got a little cassette player. You know, some of you don't even know what those are, but they're these little, <laughs> these little black things that say play and reverse and all that stuff on them. And, and I used to put one right there in my vehicle, of my mail, and all day long, I'm playing the word, playing the word. I go through five, six teaching tapes a day. Five days a week. If you don't think that gets into you sooner or later, I mean, it's just pouring it in and pouring it in and pouring it in and did that for 28 years. So when it came time to minister, I mean, all these things are on the inside. Come up with a sermon. The question is, which sermon of the 22 rolling around in me do I want to give that day? Because you get so full of the Word of God. Now, I don't have to do that every day, but I can take an appetizer Amen. to trigger what's already on the inside of me. See, but the Word of God and teaching tapes are very, very important. Things that will set you free, praise God. All right, well, I'm going to get off that. Glory to God. All right, did I tell you to go anywhere? Go to Numbers. Yeah, Old Testament. Equal time. We're not a prejudiced church. All right, Numbers chapter 23. All right, did you find it? Numbers 23, look at verse 19. It says that God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. Has he said, and shall he not do it? Or has he spoken, and shall he not make it good? Now this tells me something very important, that the God we serve is a God of integrity. What God says he will do, he will do. People say well God's sovereign. He is but his sovereignty will never contradict the word he's already spoken. In other words God is in bondage. He's in bondage to his own word. He can't say one thing and not do something else. So his sovereignty is there but he has to do whatever he says. God says well God moves in mysterious ways. No. No God moves in what he said he would do his ways. There's no mysterious to it. He's already said what he's going to do. If God says you're healed then you are. If God says you're blessed, then you are. If God says you're healed, then allows you to be sick to teach you something, then he's a liar. God said he would meet all your needs according to your riches and let you go broke. He is a liar. Whatever God said is true. And here's the thing. For years in my life, I was trying to get enough faith to do this and enough faith to do that. And man, if, if nobody didn't have enough faith after all those teaching tapes I listened to, it couldn't possibly have been me. So what was it? it did, God got, broke it down to, it's not a, a, a question of whether you have faith or not. It's a question of whether I'm a liar or not. So when a symptom would hit my body, I would have to say, by his stripes, I'm healed. Why? that's what God said. At first I started going to God and said, why did you allow sickness in my life? How come you don't heal me? How come you don't do all these things? What was I saying? He's a liar. He lied. The question is, in your life, when circumstances and situations attack you, is God telling the truth or is he a liar? It's totally up to us which way it is this makes a little more serious than just not having enough faith doesn't it see because what god said he will do he's a sovereign church now the church has basically made god double-minded over the last you know god will heal you but he will allow you be sick to teach you something that's why because he loves you so much and no it's not true he can't be both he can't be a liar he can't do god loves you but boy he'll kill you at the age of 14 if he's going to get somebody saved at that funeral See, we've got these teachings and these preachings going out there, and we've made God basically in the middle someplace where he'll, he'll decide to do one thing, then he'll decide to do something else, and he doesn't. He's already said what he would do, and it's written down in this book, so I know what God will do. You never know what God will do. He'll do exactly what he said he'll do. Right. Yeah. And why do we have a problem with this? Because we live in a society of liars. Right. Oh. Can't believe anybody. Christian business, look out. Just because it says Christian does not mean basically that it's good. Uh, See? Are you true to your word? Oh, let's just take it down real slow. When you said you're going to go to this thing with your brother or sister and you didn't show up, you lied. Right. Right. See? Our word, if we're going to be kingdom people, our word got to be as good as his word. But we got trouble even believing his word's true, much less our own word. So we got politicians, what do they do? Lie we got the news meter. What's it do? Lie. Lie. Everybody's lying. Back in the old days, you could used to have somebody come in, do a $2,000 job for you, shake their hand, they'd go off and do it, and you'd pay them. Now you got it wrote down, and they won't do it. Why is that? Because lying has taken over. What's it to do? It's to get us to think that God might just be doing the same kind of thing. Praise God. He might be lying also, and praise God. See, lack's going to attack, but we're going to stay on the word. Sickness is going to attack, but we're going to stay on the word of God worry is going to attack our lives but we're not gone there we're going to stay on the word of God where he says do not worry praise God I'm not going to worry when fear tries to come in my life that's not of God you get out of my life right now in the name of Jesus I'm not going to tolerate you anymore and we have the authority to do that kind of stuff we've been given it that's who we are that's what we're supposed to be doing but you've got to stay in agreement with the kingdom submit to God resist the devil and he will you cannot disagree with God's word then try to resist the devil because you're already on his side so we want the word of God to work so whatever God said that's it praise God the word of God's always there notice it says he won't repent I mean no God's not going to change his mind how many have ever tried to convince him to do that I did it didn't work he didn't change his mind you know God I don't think this is a good idea right now I think we should do this and it didn't work at all praise God but notice, no, he's not going to repent. He's not going to change your mind. If he said he'll do it, he do it. And if he said he did it, he did it. Amen. See, the word of God is what we've got to base it on. And that's what faith is, just believing God did what he said he did or will do what he says he will do, period. That's simple faith. That's believing God. That's walking in the, in the ways of the kingdom of God. And that's where the kingdom of God is different than the world because there is no honesty in the world right now. There's nothing there right now. It just doesn't work out. All right, go to Matthew chapter 24. All right, Matthew chapter 24, look at verse 35. It says that heaven and earth shall pass away, but Jesus says my words shall what? Not pass away. That means it doesn't matter if the earth falls apart, if heaven falls apart, his word is going to remain the same Forever, everything else seems to change. Everything else seems to go. I mean, you, you look at things in the earth realm. We've got some rose bushes out in our front. I mean, when they're blooming, they are just immaculately pretty. But then two days later, they look immaculately ugly. Right. Why is that? Because the petals fell off. Everything fell off. They don't even look like they're supposed to be. Notice they don't stay the same, but the Word of God stays the same. That's why we look not at the things that are, but the things that are because the things that are seen are. But the other things are eternal. eternal. So I want to keep my mind on God's Word. No matter what's going on around me, no matter... Notice, you've been through two million tragedies through your life so far. But you must have made it through every one of them. At the time, it seemed like this was the biggie. This is the big one. Remember Fred Sanford? Oh, my God. This is the big one. And he never did have the big one. He just thought everyone was the big one. That's the way we are. Oh, my God, the bill came in. Oh, Jesus. But we find out on the other end that it passed by, and we didn't even, it was all over with and everything else. That's what the devil designs in your life. He wants you freaking out. He wants you upset. He wants you doing all these things. He wants you to believe that God's not telling the truth. A symptom comes to prove that God's a liar. So he said, I'm healed, praise God, then I'm healed. If he said, I'm healed, I'm healed. If he says, I'm raised and seated in heavenly places far above, then I'm raised and seated in places far above all principality, power, might, if he says the devil's defeated, then he is, praise God. If he says he's under my feet, then if you want to find him, look right down here, glory to God. People fighting the devil all the time, the devil swatting at him and doing everything else. My God, he's defeated. And he's underneath your feet. As long as you keep him there. See? We made the devil out to be something a lot more powerful than he is because he's not, praise God. Read your Bible. he got nothing unless you give it to him, unless you allow it, unless you freak out, unless you get fearful, unless you do all these things, praise God. And everything in the natural realm starts out, sort of peaks, and then sort of ages, falls apart. But the Word of God's been going on for how long now? A long time. I mean, look at our own lives. I mean, when you were 20, you never thought you'd get to 40. And then you got to 40, you never thought you'd get to 60. And then you got to 60, you never thought you'd look like you were 60. <laughs> Come on, you never thought about that earlier. And then you think, well, what's next 80? My God, what is it going to look like then at this time? So, so notice, not everything stays the same, does it? Things change, but God's Word stays the same. All right, all right. Go to, go to Psalm 119. And I know what God's looking for right now. He's looking for people to get extreme and radical on his word. Yes. Yes. No compromise anymore, no whimpering, no I'm getting beat up, no this and that, making excuses, standing strong on the word of God and running everything that doesn't belong to them out of their life. And I'll tell you, when you do that, you get, you get appetizing to other people. When they see you walking in the kingdom in peace and joy all the time, for some reason they gravitate toward you when they have an issue. And since you've already been there, you can help other people get through their issues because they already went through that issue, you see. Only for me, I almost had to learn to deal with the issue by learning to deal with the issue. But now I learned to deal with the issue, and I can help you better by just telling you how I did it, and you don't have to go through the three months I did to get through the issue, you see. So that's what God wants. He wants people grown up to be disciples. He wants people to come under. He wants to, if you're going to minister, you're going to have some problems. They're just there. How many know the rain came against both houses? Yep. Didn't say those in the kingdom, no rain came. But the other ones, the rain came and the house fell down. No, he said, where is your foundation? The yeah. storm's going to come. And it don't say the storm came to teach them something. Oh the storm came to destroy their house. So what am I going to do? I'm not only going to hear the word, but I'm going to do the word. And that's my foundation. Why I'm strong now. The storm's coming. It's going to come. Praise God. That's all right. I got a good foundation. This is coming. That's coming. My family here. My, my friend here. My, it doesn't matter because I'm going to stay right here on the solid foundation that belongs to me right here. I'm not only going to hear the word, but I'm going to obey the word and do what the bird Come on now. That's the way we live in the kingdom of God. We're attractive to other people because we're living in victory 24 hours a day, seven days a week. All right. Look at Psalm 119. Look at verse 89. It says, forever, O Lord, thy word is settled where? Where is it settled? Now, if his word's settled in heaven, I've read a little few things about heaven, and to me it seems heaven's doing really good. <laughs> I mean, things what I can see has gone very, very well up there. Why is that? There's no doubt and unbelief in heaven. There's no compromise in heaven. There's no why? His word is forever settled in heaven. What are we supposed to do as kingdom sons and daughters down here? We are supposed to settle the word on the earth. We are supposed to settle it about salvation, about healing, about the power of God, about the authority in our life. We're going to agree with that, praise God, so the enemy can no longer come to steal, kill and destroy see he's got to steal from us in order to get something from us that means we already have everything that we need so how am I gonna do that I'm gonna have to first of all find out my rights in the kingdom of God what belongs to me Righteousness belongs to me, healing belongs to me, prosperity belongs to me, peace belongs to me, joy belongs to me. All these things belong to me and these are things the devil's gonna come after to try to take in my life because if he don't he's gonna feel bad because we're gonna destroy him every place we go and we're gonna break other people out of the bondages that there is. So it's forever sealed. So I want to settle it. First of all I want to settle it in my own heart and most of you here probably all of you who are, are settled on salvation. Amen. You're born again. I could walk up to you tomorrow and say hey you know I just heard from God and he says, you need to do a little better because you're going to hell. You go, <laughs> you're out of your mind. I'm born again on my way to heaven, man. You need to read your Bible. You're all messed up. But then somebody walks up to you and said, you don't look very good. You're sick. And you say, oh, my God, you may be right. I may be, I may be getting something here. Maybe, oh, I'm coming down with something. That <laughs> was quite a sneeze there. See, we get off the word of God, and we've been taught to do that. And the young people right now, I'll shoot for three-point, and I'll drill one, and somebody say that was sick. I say, What? Said so that was sick. So what was sick? He says that shot was sick. I said, Am I sick or the basketball sick? <laughs> where do they get these words? So somebody finally had to sit me down and explain to me that means very good or something. I mean, I don't know, but I won't use that word. I don't care if it meant glorified. See now, where did that term come from? God? No, no it came from the devil. So all the other that's sick. Oh, that's sick. Oh, look at that car. That's sick. That's. And what are they doing? They're using words. They're not settled on anything. But we need to be settled on the word of God. We, we can't doubt God's word anymore. But you need to find out what your rights are and what God has actually said. Then you can speak for God, basically, through the Holy Spirit that's on the inside of you. So the enemy is coming to unsettle you. He's coming to get you into doubt and unbelief. He's coming the circumstances and situations that are going to come into your life. He's going to attack your thought life because the Bible says a double-minded man receives Nothing from the Lord. So if he can keep you double-minded, he knows you can't receive from the Lord. If you can't receive from the Lord, then you are in trouble because everything that you need in your life comes from the Lord by accessing it through faith and through the Word of God. And when you start to believe the Word of God as the Word of God is written, you are gone to run into persecution. Don't cry about it, it's coming. You go to a local church and somebody says, well, I haven't felt good. Well, Jesus says, by his stripes you're healed. You don't understand. I don't feel good, I said. You don't understand. He said, by your stripes, you're healed. Yeah. See? Well, believe the word. And people say, "But well, that's hard to do. When the doctor tells you to sick, you don't have any problem. Uh-oh. Don't even know the guy. Seen him once in three years. <laughs> comes about and says, you're sick. Oh, my God, how bad is it? <laughs> so true. Come on, you believe him right away. God comes and says, you're healed. You say, I am not. Don't you see my pain right here at my shoulder? Come on, isn't it truth? We don't believe God. We believe everybody else that says anything. You're, you believe your bank book. Talks to you all the time. And it's not saying prosperity, 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 prosperity. It's saying you broke, you broke, you broke, you broke. Every time we go over to Lake Wales, we drive by on 27. There's this one stupid building there with a gas station out. and never see anybody there. Big on the side of the thing says broken poor. I told her, I said I'm going to stop in one of these days and just let them call themselves broke. Yeah. That would be better than broken poor. Yeah. So that's a step up. If they just call themselves the broke business, be better, or the poor, and get rid of the other one. Yeah. But broken poor, you're never going to succeed. So they close and they reopen, and they close and they reopen, I'm thinking, "You're always going to do that, man. Get rid of that stupid name, for God's sakes. You're begging for it. Come in and steal from me devil. You might as well write that on the side. We're $100 ahead. Come get it. No, people don't think. People don't know what's going on, praise God. So they'll call you, you know, you're just unbalanced. We've got to have balance, you know. Well, you do have to have balance, but not on the Word of God. The Word of God's already been spoken, and there it is, praise God. Some, I call it giving the devil equal time in my thought life. Well, none of you probably do that, but sometimes he tries to invade my thought life, and I've got to get him out of there and not give him equal time you know, in my thought life, I got to get rid of those thoughts that are on the inside of me. So we're going to settle some things. We're going to settle that we have the power of the Holy Ghost. We're going to celebrate that we're born again and filled with the Spirit of God. We're going to born again that the gospel works in every situation, every circumstance. We need to settle the word, first of all, in our own lives, and then we can settle the word in the lives of other people at the same time. Notice it's forever settled. Say forever settled. Forever settled. In In heaven. All right, go to Psalm 112. okay here's kingdom living in a nutshell one of my favorite psalms psalm 112 look at verse 1 praise the lord blessed is the man that fears the lord and that delights greatly in his commandments or his word his seed shall be mighty upon the earth the generation of the upright they shall be wealth and riches shall be in his house and his righteousness endures for under the upright there arises light in the darkness. He is gracious and full of compassion and righteous. A good man shows favor and lendeth. Now notice, you got to have something to lend it. A good man shows favor and lendeth. He will guide his affairs with discretion. Surely, he shall not be moved forever. The righteousness shall be an everlasting remembrance. He shall not be afraid of evil. His heart is fixed trusting the Lord how many know you need that verse 8 his heart is established he shall not be afraid until he sees the desire upon his enemies he has dispersed he has given to the poor his righteousness endures forever his horn shall be exalted and honor and verse 10 the wicked shall see it and be grieved (laughs) they shall gnash their teeth and melt away the desire of the wicked will perish (laughs) I'm so glad he put that in there because <laughs> it was going real good up to that point. And I mean, you know, he'll never leave you hanging. That's right. Hey, I'm righteous. I'm on the word of God. Praise God. And notice, I like the part about verse 2 there where his seed shall be mighty upon the earth. Yeah. That means if I walk in righteousness and I walk in the word, my seed, and the Holy Ghost says, my, his, the Holy Ghost promised the Holy Ghost not only to me and my seed, but my seed's See, so Tala don't know it, but she's going to be filled with the Holy Ghost in no time. And she's going to be speaking in tongues. I think she might be now. I can't understand a word she says, but I'm not sure what it is for sure. But see, there's promises in here, but there's got to be a generation to start this. See, we got to be the generation to start this so that our seed come under it and our seed seed come under it. And our, I mean, if, if your kids are out there and they're doing this and doing that, but you got grandchildren, you can get to them. You can go around them. Come on now. My kids ain't listening. They're not doing it yet. but let me babysit your grandkids just yeah. for the day. She'll be coming back saying, Jesus loves me, this I know. See? So we're going to make a difference, but we're going to do it only by staying on the Word of God. We can't be compromising, going back and forth anymore, up and down, right and wrong. No, we've got to stay on the Word of God. That's why you need to learn the vocabulary of silence. And boy, this is a tough one. It's tough just to be silent. (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes you just got to keep it shut. You know, somebody comes to you and starts telling you about all their troubles. The first thing you want to do is show that your troubles are more than their troubles. You don't do that. You just listen. And you just search your heart. You let the Holy Ghost do something. And you, you don't have to respond to everything. You don't have to. You know, we're in an age of now responding on Facebook. They post something. You say, great message. They say, thank you very much. And then you got to say, oh, well, good. I'm glad you thanked me that you thanked me that you did it. And somebody else, well, thank you, thank you, thank you for thanking me, for thanking me for putting this on. And, and well, thank you very much, but I just want you to really know. A t- I mean, dear Lord, come on now. Nonsense. Because the Bible talks about words. You want to study something? Study about the words of your mouth and then come back to me and talk to me in three weeks when you can. Uh (laughs) See, all this stuff is important. And authority is not just you living like the devil, then all at once trying to cast the devil out of somebody. It's a lifestyle of walking in authority, walking in agreement with God. You can't tell everybody how sick you are, how bad things are going, how you feel, and then turn around and try to stand against and rebuke sickness. You can't do that. Are you following me? Same with financial. You can't tell everybody about your terrible financial condition, how bad it's going. To, but I'm believing. Have never ever heard that after a bad report? But I'm believing God. Well, if you believe in God, you talk about what God said rather than what you're going through, see? And, and you're not alone. We all go through stuff. Some people think they're the only ones. Oh, I'm the only one. The devil's attacking only me. He ain't even got time for you. Come on, he can't be everywhere at once. So if he's attacking you, the rest of the world should be in pretty good shape right now because they're all running free. Come on. No, you may have demons attacking you. You may have that stuff coming against your mind. But they're trying to get in your thought life and get you off the word of God and get you in disagreement to make God a liar in your life. If they can do that, then it takes away your authority and basically eliminates what faith you do have and you cannot access the things you need from heaven. So praise God. Take a breath. That's what I learned to do in every situation. When I wanted to say something quicker, I wanted to get angry, I... Take a breath. Smile. See, what are we doing? We're waiting to at least wait long enough for the Spirit of God to get involved before we go off. See, man, you can go off quick. And then sometimes you'll do it, and you'll still go off. You'll say, that's a good idea, Holy Ghost, but I think right now I'd feel better if I did this. That's a good word. That's a good word. Let me write it down. But now I'm going to do this. <laughs> Come on, how many of you have ever done that? Oh, yeah. yeah. Then what do we do? End up in a mess. See. Then you end up in a mess, and they say, well, God didn't do what he said he would do. Well, you didn't agree with what he said he would do, and he yeah. did what he did, and then it would be over with, praise God. So we want to believe the word just as it's written. The Bible says, basically, I'm a righteous person, so I'm going to live righteously. The Bible says that I've got peace that passes understanding, so I'm going to live in that peace that passes understanding. It says, the joy of the Lord is my strength, so I'm not going to let the devil take my strength away. I'm going to stay happy. And we just sang it, this is the day the Lord has made. Some of you thought, I hate this day, but after you had to sing, this is the day the Lord has made, I'm going to rejoice and glad in it then you got to rejoice. And how many know it's up to you? Whether you come into praise and worship and go. (laughs) Another song, my God, what's the matter with them people this morning? Or you join in and you start to praise. And that spirit of heaviness, like the Bible tells you, will jump off of you and go out someplace else. And then you can really get in praise and worship and start, might even move. And your foot might start tapping. Stop it. No, see, we just want to obey the word, don't we? W- you, everybody in here gets an opportunity to get depressed. Sometimes I wake up in the morning, and I don't know what the heck happened. I went to bed just doing just fine. I woke up in the morning, I think every demon in hell was standing there in my room talking over me. Time to quit. Getting too old. Get out of the church. Stop, blah, 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 blah. And you just got to go, geez, oh, give me a break. It's too early for this. Come back at 10. My God, I'm tired. (laughs) You don't have to take those feelings and emotions and Monday morning blues and all this kind of stuff. No, we don't have to put up with that. Life is too short. Time's flying by. My gosh, it goes quickly. And you don't want to waste any more days. We want to walk in victory here as we are in heaven. It's settled up there. Let's settle the word here. But it's up to you to settle the word. You've got to pour that word in. You've got to act on the word. Even pouring the word in is good. But until you start doing what the word says, you'll never change this up here. See, that's what purifies your soul. Obeying the word through the spirit of God. Say, through the spirit of God. So that means I've got to obey the spirit in me to do something I don't feel like doing I don't not do it just because I know it's wrong and I'm through my will, I'm trying not to do it. God wants to get in here. See? He's a heart surgeon and a brain surgeon. So He wants to get in your heart till you even feel like doing what He's asking you to do. And all at once, it's easy for you to do it because that's what you naturally do. Or you can go with your will your whole life. Boy, I hate that person. I'll tell you what, I pray for them. But I'm going to forgive them, and I'm going to go to them, and I forgive you. I forgive you. Jesus says I forgive you. And I... No, that, that's not it. That's obeying the word, but that certainly isn't coming from your heart. See, but you're a new creation. Old things have. And all things have become. So I'm a new creation. On the inside of me, now I can partake of the divine nature see and that's already on the inside of me so i want to trigger that and you won't feel like screaming you won't feel like hollering you won't feel like doing all those things that you used to do, and it'll be easy for you to do the things that you want to do. Remember Paul talks someplace in the Bible, Romans or something, where what I wanted to do, I didn't do. And what I didn't want to do, I did. Why? Because he got trapped between this thing and the Spirit of God, see? And it turned out to be his will. Your will's not enough, it's important, but once you line your will up with God, the Spirit of God will get involved in that, and he'll help you bring the will of God to pass in your life through the power of the Holy Spirit that's on the inside of you. That's why praying in tongues... Well, I don't understand it. Good. Good. You don't have to understand. It. it says it'll build you up praying in the Holy Ghost. It will give you rest, the Bible talks about. So I want to build myself up. Well, I ain't got time. I got to go to the gym for two hours. Yeah, we well, are going to be physically built up, but what about the real you in here? Praise God. He's begging for mercy. Glory to God. So we want to do these things. We're going to walk in the kingdom. We're going to do it, but we're going to start by believing. very simple. Just believe God's not a liar. And that's what he does. There's times I'll tell the devil, God's not a liar. He's just not a liar. Well, this is going to happen. Well, that can't happen because God's not a liar. It's already taken place. Hallelujah. Glory to God. All right. Okay, praise God. Hallelujah.